0: Good morning, Boomerangians, all you boom-tastic live streamers, and everyone. We are switching things up today, being unpredictable. We finished Discipleship Evangelism last week, um, so we are starting on a Bible study that Brian and I got from Pastor J.B. Whitfield, and y'all, if y'all remember him, he is One of our mentors, he is the one who came down here and ordained Pastor Brian and I, and he has put together a Bible study on joy, the force of joy, and it's good. So there's a video with it, so I'm going to read this opening. We're going to watch a video, and then we've got some questions at the end. But it's just called The Force of Joy by Pastor J.B. Whitfield, and we're watching Session 1. And this is the summary of it, and I'm going to read you the summary at the beginning, because I want you to hear what to be watching for. It says in this first session, Pastor Whitfield openly describes his dire situation, like many of us, prior to salvation. Subsequently, he discovered that salvation is so much more than going to heaven, even though that really good in that's really good in and of itself. He had to learn how God desired him and Susan to live their lives on Earth. He found that God really wanted his people to walk in joy. And more importantly, Pastor Whitfield discovered why. In this session, Pastor Whitfield observes that joy is not a feeling, but a choice and a supernatural force at that, which changes any believer's perspective. Joy enabled Jesus to sacrifice and obey the Father. It will do the same for each of us. Even in stormy times, we can all walk, speak, and understand the force of joy. And j.D if you'll put up um, the verse for me, this verse came to mind as I was watching last night studying this, and it's first Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen, and it says, "Always be joyful. never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You know it's pretty. It's pretty point blank. There's really not much there that you can misinterpret. <laughs> Always be joyful. So we can choose to walk in joy. And Pastor Whitfield addresses this very well. But you've heard Pastor Brian and I talk about this before as well. Happiness, it's a feeling. We don't walk by our feelings. We walk by joy. We walk by faith. And I won't get into my message. I'm sorry, what? It's, It's, yeah. Another translation of that says to rejoice always. God's not going to tell you to do something you can't do. So it doesn't matter what our eyes see. Joy is a choice. We choose to put on joy because we choose to trust God. So we'll watch this video now, and then we'll close up with a couple of questions.
1: I'm Pastor Murray Cartenson and welcome to the Force of Joy curriculum by Pastor J.B. Whitfield, senior pastor of Agape Faith Church for over 33 years with campuses in Clemens and Statesville, North Carolina. If any of us who know Pastor Whitfield really well were asked, who is the most joyous person that you know many if not all of us would answer well that would have to be Pastor Whitfield. Pastor Whitfield has truly walked in a perpetual state of joy for all those years and that anointing makes him the perfect person to share this important message that will improve your life. This curriculum includes six sessions that are about 15 minutes in length allowing your group plenty of discussion time, we've included some additional testimonies of joy from some special folks in our church at the end of each session. Included in the curriculum is Pastor Whitfield's devotional entitled, A Daily Dose of Joy, along with the DVD and study guide. Within the study guide are recommended prayers, relevant scriptures, questions and discussion topics, and suggested memory scriptures to really get you engaged. Our suggestion is to begin with prayer. Sing a praise and worship song. Watch the session, then discuss within your group, ending again in prayer. Oh, and don't forget fellowship. Above all, let the Holy Spirit be your guide. In this first session, Pastor Whitfield will share his discovery of the biblical truth about joy and how he and his wife made a commitment to adopt this tenet every day in their lives so many years ago. Here now is session one of The Force of Joy.
2: I want you to know how excited I am to be sharing this message that I have in my heart with you. I believe your life is going to be changed. You know, when I got saved, let me say this, when my wife and I got saved, we were we were heathens when we got saved. And we were bound by what I, I call the four D's. And I, I, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time talking about the four D's, but I just want you to know that when we got saved, we were bound by the four D's. We were bound by drugs, we were bound by debt, we, we were bound by discouragement, And we were living in defeat all of everything that we were doing. You know, spiritually, of course, we were defeated because we didn't know Jesus as our Savior. And emotionally, we were defeated because of what the drugs was doing to our mind and to our our lives and where we were. And then we lived in discouragement because we saw no hope at the end of the tunnel, if you will. We didn't see a light. We did not see any hope of getting out of where we were. And then one day I asked Jesus to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I did not realize that my wife was doing the exact same thing. I didn't know that she was giving her heart to the Lord while I was giving my heart to the Lord. And as we did that, I mean a million pounds was lifted off of us. And as we began our journey in becoming the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, as we began our journey to live out the grace that He provided through salvation, we found out a truth that I want to share with you over these next few sessions that you're going to be joining me in. It's a truth that I want you to never forget. It's a truth that I hope you will take hold of and that you and your family will walk in this truth. And the truth that I'm talking about is the force of joy. I found out that joy was a choice that was a force that brought me out of drug addiction, that brought me out of debt. That dealt with discouragement in my life and that replaced defeat with victory. Glory to God. And I want you to know that if you understand the truth, if you understand the truth about joy, if you understand the truth about the Word of God and about what Jesus has done, do you know that the Bible says that because of the joy that was before Him? He endured the cross. And do you know what that joy that was before him? See, that joy was a force that caused Jesus to yield up his flesh, to have his flesh ripped off his body so that you could walk in divine health. Joy was a force that compelled Jesus to yield up his blood and to obey the Father and to be hung on a cross so that you could have life. But do you know what that joy really was that the Bible says that there was joy placed before him? That joy was you, glory to God, coming into the saving grace knowledge of what Jesus did on the cross just for you. That joy, John talked about it when he said, I have no greater joy than to see my children walking in truth. That joy that Jesus had before him was you and I living in the truth of his word and living in all that his word and his blood bought and paid for. I can tell you right now, joy is a choice. See, happy is a feeling. There's a lot of people looking for happiness today. They say, if I had the right spouse or if I made enough money or, you know, if I lived in a certain neighborhood, if I drove a certain type of car, then I would be able to enjoy happiness. So many people today are looking for happiness in all of the wrong places. But see, what we don't understand is happiness is a feeling. And if there is happy, then there can be unhappy. But see, joy is not a feeling. Joy has nothing to do with how you feel. Joy has nothing to do with what you think. Joy has nothing to do with the circumstances going on around you. Joy is a choice. Glory to God. Joy is a choice. You choose to be full of joy. You choose to be joyful. Full. And when you choose to be joyful, then you are choosing a force that will propel you in your life over all the circumstances that you're facing in your life. I read a book not long after I got saved by Dr. Jerry Savelle entitled, If the Devil Can't Steal Your Joy, He Can't Keep Your Goods. And I realized right then that if I would make a choice to walk in joy every day, gladness, full of the energy, if you will, of God because of what I know he did for me, not a feeling, Not anything that has to do with where I am in my circumstances, but a choice. And I realized that if I would choose to be full of joy, the word joy means calm delight. The word joy uh, means gladness. The word joy means cheerful or full of cheer. See, many times you read through the Bible, Jesus himself said it. He said, don't be afraid, don't don't fear. In the world you're going to have trouble, you're going to have tribulation, but he said be of good cheer. In other words, make a choice that regardless of what the circumstances are in your life, you're going to be full of joy. And then Paul, when his ship was being destroyed and there was no hope for them, and, 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 it, and everything was lost. See, that was like we were before we got saved. We lost everything we had. And yet, and yet we realized that there was more, there had to be more to life than what we were experiencing. And When we gave our heart to Jesus and we found out about the force of joy, we found out that victory is ours daily regardless of what we feel, regardless of what we see, regardless of what we think. Paul, in the midst of sure destruction, stood up and told all of the people that was on the ship with him, don't worry, be of good cheer. See, if if cheer or joy, if you will, was a feeling, how can you be of it? How can you choose to do it? You would be waiting on the feeling. The joy that I'm going to be teaching you about over these next few weeks, these sessions that you and I are going to be enjoying together, the joy that I'm going to be teaching you about has nothing to do with how you feel. It has nothing to do with with what's going on around you it has nothing to do with anyone else other than you make a choice to be full of joy see when there's happy there is unhappy but with joy that's only rejoy when my car gets empty of fuel i have to refuel. And so daily I rise and I make a choice to be full of joy. I believe these sessions are going to free you and many other folk that you might know. I believe it's going to set you free. I believe they're going to give you an opportunity to do like I did, come out of debt, Come out of addictions. Maybe it's not drug addictions. Maybe it's maybe it's emotional hurt that you've been living in all your life. And and uh, but whatever it is, you're going to be set free from it. And I believe that those that you may know, you need to gather, you need to get together and watch these sessions. You need to have them come because I believe through these sessions, discouragement is going to be released off of you and your life and your family. And defeat is going to be put under your feet forever because the force of joy is going to propel you and your family to victory. Let me pray with you right now. Father, I just come before you right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. On behalf of all those that are watching, wherever they may be right now, I thank you, Father, that you are touching their heart. Holy Spirit, you are ministering to their heart. And today, I thank you, Father, that they will make the choice to be full of joy And that joy will be a force in their life that will bring victory in every situation they face. Remember, Jesus said, be of good cheer, be full of joy, for you and I together have overcome the world. I love you, God bless you, and I'll see you next time.
3: I know in my life that God has blessed me with a joyful attitude and through my life and I believe it's to me in my heart it's always been a what I call a culture of joy and through my life I've noticed that God has put people in my life uh, that had me and gave me the ability to look at Jesus and not at myself and through all those difficult times that I've been through and I know my wife the same the same situation, where we've been able to, um, through God's presence, and through the ability to know that God loves you, um, see God de- deliver us, even though we were going through difficult times. I know I can think of times in my past where I have um, faced situations that, in my own mind, in my own heart, I wanted to quit and give up. I didn't want to continue. I wanted to. I got upset with God. I got upset with other people but i never quit i just kept on going and i've noticed in those times when i felt that way even though i felt like quitting i felt like giving up god always uh, gave me a word uh, continued he always talked to me about continuing if you just continue and i know the scripture says jesus said be of good cheer have overcome the world and so i Always remember what the Lord tells me. He said, "If you'll just continue on and press on through, you're going to find the victory in the situation." And so I, I have experienced that over and over and over again. And when you, when you continue to walk with God on a, on a long-term basis, you see how God delivers you time and time again. And I believe what eventually happens is what I said earlier in the beginning—that you experience a culture of joy that you no longer when you go through difficult times or you're looking at problems and you're facing situations that seeming are insurmountable you look at situations say well you know God's delivered me in in the past I've been through similar situations and I've been able to walk through this and God always brought me out and to me that always I always look at a thing. To, I look at a thing from a different perspective. The perspective I looked at is that might as well enjoy. Might as well let's, let's find something inside this that we can celebrate and enjoy in the midst of that. Because if I have really completely trusted in God, then God's going to bring me through this. And so why not enjoy my journey and understand that God has already worked this out for me? I'm going to. am going to. I'm going to take the time and make sure that i don't get overcome i don't get oppressed i don't feel like i've got no hope i've got nothing to look forward to but god is at the opposite end of this tunnel and he's going he's there cheering me on he's there encouraging me, he's there going for, for forward before me and saying lee you can make this lisa you can make this we can go through this together and we can experience things so just thing that the, the, the scripture that I always I love the most it's, it's in Romans and it says the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink but righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. and so one thing that I've always pursued is the kingdom of God if I always pursue the kingdom of God first and I put the kingdom of God first in my life what I know is that God always allows me to experience joy in my journey, even if the journey is difficult, even if the journey is hard. I'm always experiencing joy, and that joy always motivates me. It always strengthens me. It always gives me strength. It always gives me hope. It always provides for me a uh, knowing that in the future that God's going to bring me out. So I encourage you. Remember, when you go after the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God inside the kingdom of God, there is joy, and that joy of the Lord is your strength. So. Amen. People that I've met in my life that are full of joy are people that are strong people. So I enjoy joy. I love to spread joy. So I just encourage you, spread joy wherever you go. So we're
0: supposed to experience joy. <laughs> we were watching that last night, and he said, experience joy, and both the girls are like, <laughs> So I had to say that one. He did it again, and she looked over, she goes, Alright, so then he has some questions in here. And some of them are interactive, so you better stay on your toes. First one I'm going to read to you. It says, what does the word salvation mean in Hebrew? And this is in his little daily devotional that goes with this uh, study. It says, the word salvation is the Hebrew word Yeshua, which translates as Salvation deliverance, healing, welfare, prosperity, help, and victory. Many people go through life having drunk from the well of salvation and yet never drinking from the wells of deliverance, healing, welfare, prosperity, help, and victory. In current times, many people have been told that these other wells of salvation have passed away or dried up. They are waiting for these wells in heaven and are living in sickness, fear, defeat, poverty, and bondage now on the earth. Today, you can take the lid off these wells for your life through joy. It says, you can lower the bucket of joy down into any of these wells and draw out what you need. If you need help in any way, begin right now to stir up cheerfulness and gladness in your life. You will draw your victory out with the bucket of joy. You know, and I read that and... It always baffles me when people say, well, that was, God doesn't do that anymore. Because if you read the word, he says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not a respecter of persons. So you combine those two. How in the world can you say that God is going to provide all these tools for people that were in the Bible and yet not provide it for us? That makes absolutely. No logical sense, no biblical sense. He's given you joy in your salvation the moment you became saved. You had joy. Now, I've got a closet full of shoes and a closet full of clothes. It's my choice to put them on, but I've got them. Joy is the same way. We have a closet full of things that came with our salvation, but it is up to us to put them on. We can't sit here and ask God, Lord, give me joy, give me joy, give me joy. That would be like me saying, Lord, give me a blue shirt with two tassels. Give me a blue shirt with two tassels. And he's like, well, you dingbat that's in your closet, go put it on. God probably wouldn't call me a dingbat, but you know. (laughs) All right, question two. Why is happiness a feeling and joy a choice? Because what? You can be unhappy. You can be unjoyful, but it's your choice to not put it on. The unhappiness is, it's an emotion. We can be driven by the waves of the sea. Joyfulness doesn't go away. It's we either choose to put it on or we put it off. Happiness is fleeting. It can go away. It can come. It just depends on what's going on. Yep, it's a great way to put it. He said, happiness is the way the world affects us. Joy is the way we affect the world. So here's what Pastor J.B. says. He says, where is your trust today? Is it in God or in what you see, feel, or think? Trust means to place confidence in hope, refuge, and protection. If the confidence of your hope, refuge, and protection is in God, then Rejoice. Rejoice means to brighten up, cheer up, be glad, and very joyful. If your trust is in God, then brighten up, cheer up, be glad, and very joyful. The psalmist says to trust and rejoice. He is not talking about happiness, which is a fickle emotion, but rather he is talking about a spiritual act of joy. Many people today are looking for happiness in all the wrong places. They place their trust in things other than God. And this ultimately results in their unhappiness. Their outward circumstances determine whether they are happy or unhappy. If you are looking for happiness, then you could become unhappy if that which makes you happy is gone. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So even if the enemy is trying to steal your hope or your refuge or your protection, brighten up, cheer up. Be glad and very joyful. Trust and rejoice. Question four. This is y'all. Why does God desire us to walk in his joy? It's his strength. Chris answered it a minute ago. How do we affect the world if we don't have joy? Yeah. 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 He said, if you don't have joy, you look like the world. You look like you're relying on happiness. You look like you're relying on the stuff. But when you've got God, you're not meant to look like this world. You're meant to go through the darkest of darks and still walk out in joy. Rachel thought it was really important that I shared this testimony with y'all. And I think all of y'all have heard it, but she felt impressed that I share it. and that is, when we went through what we went through with Abigail, having heart surgery at three months old, we are first-time parents. We are young parents. And we walk in for what we think will be just a checkup up type appointment. She's good. We'll walk out. We'll go do stuff. I mean, we had plans to do stuff. Um, we were packed out. Our truck was packed out because we just knew we were coming and we were leaving. And instead, they came and they literally just ripped her out of my arms and said, she's having surgery, she's having it now, she may not survive if you leave here. Now, to the world, happiness, just like that, it's gone. Everything in your life has potentially just changed. Your world, no matter how it turns out, your world has been rocked because your three-month-old baby is having emergency heart surgery. However, we had joy. It didn't make sense. It's the peace that passes understanding that the word of God talks about. It made no logical sense that we were walking through that hospital in peace and in joy, that we were sitting in waiting rooms, chatting it up with other people, praying for other people. But we did because we had joy, because we had God, because we trusted, because we knew God breathed life into this child. God knew this child in my womb before I even knew this child in my womb. God has a plan and a purpose for this child. God is not going to give to take away. John 10 :10 says he gave life and he gives it in abundance. Therefore, I refuse to allow Satan to to steal what God has given me. Therefore, I refuse to allow Satan to steal my trust, to steal my peace to steal my joy. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter if you're in between three houses. It doesn't matter if you've sold your only business that is your source of income and you have no job. It doesn't matter if your child is ripped out of your arms and taken to emergency surgery. It doesn't matter what you go through because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if Jesus will provide for you, he will provide for me. And if he will provide for me, he will provide for you. And if he says that he is the God of hope, the God of life, the God of joy, that's what he is no matter what you see. So when you go through stuff, you don't let it affect you. You affect it. When they call up and the waiting room attendant's white or face goes as white as a sheet of paper, and you know that it's over you. You don't go to that room and start wringing your hands. Oh, God, what's happened to my baby? Something's wrong. I know. I saw it in their face. There's something wrong with her. You drop to your knees in prayer and you go, Lord, I don't know, but you know. And I don't have to know because you do. But the one thing I do know is I know you. And I know that that child, even more than being my child, that child is your child. And I place her, I place this situation in the palm of your hands. And I know that I know that it is handled. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to back away. I'm going to get out of your way. I'm not going to walk in fear. I'm not going to walk in anger because I didn't get my way. I'm not going to walk in frustration. I'm not going to walk in sadness. I'm not going to walk in unhappiness. I'm going to walk in joy because I know who my God is. It doesn't matter your situation. You don't have to know your situation. You can know it frontwards and sideways, but what you do have to know is you have to know God. And if you can know God, then you can walk in joy when you're in between homes, when you have no job, when your child looks like the, well, when your child has flatlined excuse me, my child flatlined on the table. No heartbeat. Yet we stayed in peace. We stayed walking in joy, not because of us, not because we're better than anybody else, but because our God is better than everything. That's joy. That's choosing to say, I don't care because I know. Next question says, discuss Dr. Seville's quote. If the devil can't steal your joy, he cannot keep your goods. What does that mean to y'all? It says you can't plunder the strong man's house unless you first find the strong man. It's a good one. Anybody else? I'm getting faces like, hmm, that's deep. Well, what is joy? Why do you have joy? It's your strength. You have it because of why? Because you know the Father, because you trust in Him. He can't steal your joy, then He can't take away your strength. He can't take away your trust in God. So what can He take away? Not a single thing. Because then if you go over to Mark eleven twenty four, He says that what you believe in your heart shall be, shall come to pass. Well, if you believe in your heart that this situation is God's, this situation is good, Satan can't steal my joy. He can't steal your child. He can't steal your peace. He can't steal your stuff because you have called it God's. You have called it safe. You have called it protected. And you have chosen to surround it with the joy that is your strength. He can't steal your stuff when you choose to walk in joy. Discuss the difference between the world's joy and the joy of the Lord. I was studying this last night with the girls, and I really liked Abigail's answer for this. She said, well, it's like the world's joy is Splenda and God's joy is sugar. And I was like, that is so good. It's like, oh, I love the mind of a child. The world's joy, I mean, it's a great way to explain it. It is, it's the fake stuff. It's not real. It may look similar, but you think about every single substitute you've heard for the real thing. There's always a defect or a harmful effect from it. There is nothing this world can make that is as good as the Father's. And everything the world makes is fleeting. I don't care what it is. Buildings, money, stuff, every every ounce of it is fleeting. God's is forever. Discuss while walking in joy sometimes requires faith. And that is in here. He wanted me to read to you. Now top he has John fifteen eleven. These things I've spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full says, so Jesus was preparing his disciples for his departure from earth. Jesus had been leading, teaching, and comforting them for almost three and a half years. It was time for him to depart in order for the Holy Ghost to come. He knew the fear, anxiety, and care would come against them. So he said, these things I've spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. In order for something to remain, it must have already been there. You cannot remain somewhere that you are not. Remain means that which is left over or that which is left after all else has been taken away. Jesus knew that the disciples were going to feel alone, afraid, and even abandoned. He also knew what they would need to overcome these feelings. He knew that his joy, cheerfulness, and calm delight would get them through. In the midst of the storms, persecution, and ridicule, they had witnessed him remaining cheerful and joyful. Jesus was now letting them know that this same joy would remain in them. Even though he would be gone physically, that which had taken him through would remain with them. Not only would this joy remain, but their joy would be full. Today, when you are faced with opportunities of loneliness, fear, or anxiety, these words of Jesus will remind you that your victory is in his remaining joy. then he has a memory scripture, Hebrews twelve two. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne. You know, I looked, or I'd watched this last night, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you hear stuff, and then it just, you've heard it, you know it, but some days it just kind of hits you. And I was listening to Pastor JB, and he was talking about, you know, what was Jesus' joy? He's going to the cross. Look, I'm telling you now, every single person in here needs to watch The Passion of Christ. It is a movie that needs to be seen every year. It is a powerful movie, because you need to understand what your Lord did for you. It's hard to watch. It is gut-wrenching. And yet it is only a fraction of what he went through. The word tells us that he was unrecognizable as a man. Jesus knew what he was going to. He knew what he was going to go through. And yet he did it with joy. And the whole reason he did was because you were the source of that joy. He went through every ounce of that, remaining in joy because of you. That's a powerful point. If he can go through death, hell, and the grave, remaining in joy, what can we go through that would take our joy away? Not a single thing. Because there is nothing in this life that will ever compare to what Jesus went through for us. Not a single thing. I don't care if you are broke, busted, and disgusted. You have no clothes. You have no food. You have no home. You have no hope. You still will not come even close to what Jesus went through for you. Because no matter what, you have hope. You have joy. You have a protector. You have a comforter. You have a Lord and a Savior who is wanting to provide for you in every single way. So as you go through life the way Jesus went through life with you being his joy, we are to go through life with Christ being our joy. Because there is a world of people out here who don't need us to look like the world. They don't need happiness. They think they do because they've been lied and deceived to. But they don't understand That happiness is not joy. They need to see us walk in joy. When we went through what we went through with Abigail, we had the opportunity to explain while we were sitting there in peace and in joy. We ministered hope to people. That was all God. He did not put her there. He did not cause this problem. But he sure used it to bless others because he causes all things to work together for our good and he does that when we remain in joy when we go through whatever we go through we can you can go through the darkest place and if you are carrying Christ with you immediately there is light in that place so you either decide i'm going to go through wherever is before me and I'm going to be the light and the joy or I'm going to blend in with the darkness. That is not who you were called to be. You choose to be the light. You choose to be the joy that is within you because as he abides in you and you abide in him, you are that joy and the world needs you desperately. It is not just for you. It is not just about you. That's what Christ got. His death, his beating, his going through hell, his resurrection. It wasn't about him. It was about so much more. Our life is the same. It is about so much more than our little bubble. It's about God and getting God to everyone that needs that joy, that needs that hope. If the church had been doing that up to now, our world would look totally different. And I'm not here to condemn the people of the past. I've not done it as well as I should have. But today's a new day. You may have had the biggest stink this morning. You may have been the biggest butt to your spouse or to your kids or to yourself. I'm trying not to look and laugh. (laughs) We've got people over here going. But this minute... 1045 on this sunday morning it's a choice i'm going to choose to put on joy right here and i'm going to choose to walk in it it doesn't matter what's going on around me it doesn't matter what went on this morning it doesn't matter what i know is coming i've got god and that's all i'll ever need so father we thank you today we thank you that we can trust in you we thank you that you were the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the way you provided for all those people in the Bible that we read about, we can know that you were providing for us. The way you provided for our neighbors and our friends and our family, we know you are providing for us. And so, Lord, it doesn't matter what we are going through right now. All we need is you. And we know that you have us and we have you. So, Lord, we choose at this moment To put on joy. And we choose to keep it on. Use us, Lord. Send us out. As ambassadors of your kingdom. Taking joy to the world for you. Be it to the grocery stores. Be it where we work. Be it the park. Be it just driving down the road, Lord. Let our actions spread your joy. Your hope. Your light. And your love. And we praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen.